Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Validated by Victoria. Victoria here. I like to always say that, even though you guys always know it's Victoria here. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, if you've seen my Instagram, um, kind of kept up with what I've been doing on my stories, uh, my post. I've been going out to Fort Myers with um, a group of friends and helping out with Hurricane Ian relief. Um, you guys probably seen like on the news, you probably see like McLarens, like mansions, like homes. I actually like posted a TikTok about this. I sort of went a little viral. Um, and you see all that on the news, but you don't really see like the real like blue collar, like everyday people who got affected by this. And so you kind of get like this a skewed judgment of what really happened with Hurricane Ian and how people are affected. So uh, I want to give you guys the backstory about how I <laughs> went down there. So uh, my best friend, and she was on the podcast, All About the TNG, great podcast. Honestly, it was I think it was a top listen to a podcast so far <laughs> because everyone loves when me and Brittany banter back and forth. But my best friend, Brittany Thornton, she was just on the podcast that weekend. And then the next week, Hurricane Ian hit. And she lives in Southwest Florida. So she actually lives in Bonita Springs. Her boyfriend lives in Fort Myers. And she was staying in Fort Myers during the hurricane. And I completely freaked out. She was like texting me, like scared. And then all of a sudden her service cut out. And I'm like, uh, and I'm freaking out internally. Um, I'm like, I can't lose my best friend. This is like my sister. And <laughs> I'm like, I got to find a way to get down there. So I was like asking around, asking around. And I know Hayden had gone there previously and he's, I'm going to introduce him on the podcast. And this is what this podcast is going to be about a little, little bit about a hurricane, a little bit about relief. But I just didn't know how to go, and I just kind of went and um, ended up finding Brittany. Everything's fine. She's fine. Her house is fine. Well, praise the Lord. Everything around her is destroyed, but you know, she's she's doing good. She's doing well. She didn't have service for a while, so it was good finding her. I like FaceTimed her mom, and I was like, hey, I found her. <laughs> I found a way to get to her. I found her. Um, but while I was there, like I had no service, so you had to talk to people. Wow. Imagine that, having to talk to people face-to-face just an obscure idea. So um, I just went around talking to people and I saw people's homes destroyed. People were showing us like how tall the water was in their house. It was like up to their hip and everything was gone. They're like their whole livelihood in a matter of hours, completely destroyed. So I went and just started talking to people and they're like, we haven't had any help. We haven't had um, food, water. No one's come to ask us anything. This was the day after the storm. And I'm like, excuse me, wait, what? Then my friend Cameron had texted me. He's like, how'd you get to Fort Myers? Like, how can I help? And I'm like, I don't know. I just went down here, but these people need help. So I started taking tabs of what everyone needed um, and just kind of went. And this kind of whole started like this thing called the, we call it the SoFlo Hurricane Relief Squad. I, obviously, I had to name Squad because I thought it was funny. Um, and then just snowballed into this thing where this past weekend, um, you're probably hearing this two weeks after, but the weekend prior that we had a whole group, it was probably about, 30, 40 of us at that point, maybe 30. Um, so it snowballed from like three, four of us to like 30 people. And now a lot of people have been wanting to join, but it kind of all started 
with um, myself, Allison, um, Cameron, and Hayden, who I will introduce in a second. But yeah, it just snowballed into this whole thing. And I really saw, I, I was one of those. I saw on TikTok, like someone's McLaren floating around. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's, you know, not as bad as I think. And then we, uh, I, you know, Brittany, I was talking to her. And then someone's like, I had a friend, her name's Jamie Huffman from Charleston, at Charleston Blonde. She messaged me, hey, can you go to San Carlos? I need you to go to this marina called Salt. Salty Sam's. So I went to Salty Sam's and I was like, when I went to that area, I was like, this is devastating. Like it smelled bad. You knew there was just, um, deceased. Uh, I don't even want to like really say that, but you knew there was just a lot of, um, not alive things going on around there. And this was two days after the storm. And I went there and everyone just needed help. And then people were like, to me, because it was myself, Allison, Cameron, Hayden, and um, Hayden's friend Jordan, we we were like the first ones to go, and they're like, "You're the you're the first per people we've seen since the storm." And I'm like, "Are you serious? Like, where 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 is everyone?" And then I really saw it wasn't all McLarens. There was trailer homes, people living in apartments. Um, yeah, you know, there was animals around. There's trash everywhere. It looked like you're going to a third world country. I thought I was in a, a scary nightmare movie. So what you see on the media, what you see on TikTok, what you see on social media, like they love to show the McLarens. They love to show the mansions. Yes, those got destroyed. And yes, everybody needs help regardless of your social status or your pocket status or how deep your pockets are. But I went there and we went there and we saw ground zero and we saw that uh, these people really need help. So we just kind of started this whole thing. And people have been messaging me asking about on Instagram. So that's why I wanted to do a whole episode dedicated. So people really understand the brevity of what's going on in Southwest Florida. So I want to introduce uh, my friend Hayden. He's like one of the first people I met when I worked at a law firm here in Florida. And now he has his own law firm called Wooster Halpern. Halpern, yes. Wooster Halpern. Okay, you get my country accent. We're just going to cut that. But um, Hayden uh, has been helping us from like the very beginning, just gathering people up. Like he's been going in his truck. He was going there like the when I went there, he went there and he was doing his own thing in Naples, um, delivering supplies. And I'm like, well, let's all team up and help because there's this whole island of people. And we went to San Carlos, which is right before Fort Myers, before the bridge, because we couldn't go in Fort Myers. And we just started this whole squad and then people really wanted to help and people have been given donations and people have been um, really wanting to help people. And they've seen the real side of what really happened with Hurricane and I really believe through us. Um, So, yeah, like, why'd you go down there in the first place? All right. So... Hello, my name Hi. is Hayden. This is Hayden. Yes. We're, we'll do a quick intro real quick before we talk about why he like went down there. Because you guys know I went down there for, to find Brittany and then it turned spiraled into this whole thing. But Hayden was down there at the same time. I'm like, what's Hayden doing? Um, but Hayden, tell us a little bit about yourself. You, you're a Florida boy. You're a Florida man. Yep. Born He's and a raised, Florida man. Born and raised Central Florida, middle of nowhere. Uh, moved down here to South Florida. I'm an attorney now, uh, practicing personal injury throughout the state. Um, but, you know, for me... Getting over there first, and shout out to my friend Jake Bodeway. Uh, we went to undergrad together. Um, he's recently moved to Miami as well, and he's kind of my partner in crime. If I need someone, I hit him up. He's always there. So uh, that's kind of where it started. I had some roommates back in uh, undergrad that they're they're from Naples. Uh, they couldn't get a hold of their family. 
we were close. Uh, one of one of those roommates, his his wife now is you know eight, almost nine months pregnant. So he wasn't oh he wasn't going from where he's at, traveling down into this unknown and uncertain area, um, with the risk obviously that his wife could go into labor either while he's not there or you know if he brings her down there, you know that's yeah. that's a bigger problem, right? So. Um, you know, I said, hey, look, I could go check on your family. I'll go check to make sure everybody's good. And that was in Naples. And us over here in Fort Lauderdale, you know, the East Coast, we had a bunch of hurricane supplies that fortunately we didn't have to use, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, part of this, I'm just like, hey, let's load up the truck with whatever we have. We'll bring it over there since we're already going to be over there. Really didn't think it was going to turn into what it ended up turning into. Yeah. But, you know, initially Jake and I went over there. Um, we found, you know, our roommates, family in Naples, um, everybody was good over there, dropped off some supplies, uh, met up with another buddy of ours from Naples again, originally, um, Juno, the boat guy on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> he's, he lives here now in Fort Lauderdale, but his roots are, are Naples. And so he was over there as well. We met up with him. He had a lot of contacts with people who needed immediate help, immediate care in Naples, because you're right. I mean, to, to, you know, your point in the intro, um, People generally think about Naples as a very affluent, very yeah. rich area, right? And it might be easy to overlook it and think, oh, well, that whole area is good. They have the resources. Those are rich people. We don't need to worry about them. They'll be fine. Yeah. Well, sure. Maybe that is what Naples is known for. There is a segment of the population over there that that is true for. But in any area, there's always going to be the less fortunate. There's yeah. always going to be the lower socioeconomic you know, groups of people. And that's what Juno was really... Um, reaching out to and making sure that they were fine because yeah. you'd be on, you know, fifth street or you'd be on one of the nice areas down in Naples, but a couple streets over there's section eight housing that hasn't had power for, you know, mm. a week at, at one point when we were, when we were over there, um, or didn't have resources to anything, didn't have water, food, you know, anything like that. So, you know, with Juno over there in Naples, we started bringing over stuff to those people in Naples. And then on the same day, so this was immediately after the hurricane, we also went up after we had checked on that family in Naples, went up to Cape Coral. And it was interesting to drive that whole coast that day, that first day initially after, because the type of damage or the type of destruction and impact that each area received was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So in Naples, we saw a lot of flooding. And, you know, I have a picture I'll send to mm -hmm. you. Maybe you could put it up in this. Yeah. You know, I'm 6'3", and there's water lines on these houses that are, you know, five feet tall yeah. in Naples, which was, that's what we had first seen. And that was mind blowing to us. Now, we'll, <laughs> now we'll, going we'll talk, back. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it and we'll get to it. But you know, that's seemingly nothing compared to what we saw in Fort Myers beach. But, um, for us, we couldn't even believe that we were seeing that. Uh, but then as we moved up the coast that day, the wind damage started to become more evident. Once you got into Fort Myers, once you got into Cape Coral, you had a lot, uh, more physical destruction, not just the flooding, but you know, things being destroyed, houses not being there, roofs ripped off. Ripped off. Um, so when we were up in Cape Coral, you know, it, it became very clear that there's a big need over here and there's massive destruction that, you know, if we're in a position to help in any little way uh, possible, we wanted to be able to do that. So yeah. from that day, it kind of just snowballed into, hey, I came back, I couldn't believe what I saw. Let's continue to bring supplies over there because there's people that really desperately need it. Yeah. I mean, I, cause I went and saw Bonita Springs where Brittany was at. And then I, you see Fort Myers and it's definitely a sharp contrast of destruction. You're yes. right. I mean, either way, people's livelihoods were destroyed. 
on both ends of the spectrum, but the amount of destruction, like if you go to Fort Myers beach and even the little Island of San Carlos, all those trailers are wiped out. Like every, it's just, I've never seen anything like it before. And Allison and I were talking about, cause Allison went with us and hopefully I'll get Allison on the pod soon. Um, Allison and I were talking about it now. It's like tra- traumatizing to see a marina <laughs> because you just think of all the boats on top of each other. And, um, but like going there, you're probably the first per- person like people saw for help because yeah, I mean, even with us. Sure. Yeah. The, the two families I checked on, um, initially the day after, you know, that, that definitely was the case from the outside coming, coming into that area. Um, and then obviously, as you, have you, as you've briefly spoken about, you know, there was people, you know, day three, day four in Fort Myers beach that we were still the first people they were seeing. Yeah. And I went back the the day when we all had like the more volunteers and I went back and I was going to go. So one of the first spots I was talking about when I introed was Salty Sam's because someone gave me a tip, Jamie Charleston Blonde, shout out. She, she's the tip lady. She knows everything in Fort Myers. Everybody she saw was going there and she's like, hey, can you help this person, this person, this person? What, what am I going to say? No, I want to help someone in need. It's like the bat, bat signal was called up and I had to go. Um, but I we went to Salty Sam's and the lady there, Christy, amazing. I love her. She's like my best friend now. Um, she was like showing us pictures and I'll, I'll try to include this in the video as well. So if you guys want to look at the photos, we'll put it in the video. Um, and it was just devastating. I don't know how she lived through that, um, at all, but I, when I went back last weekend and talked to her, she was like, you were, you guys were the first people I saw. And she just started crying. She's like, no one had came here yet. And you guys are the first people I saw. And it's sad. Like, so I, let's, let's talk about that a little bit yeah. because I think, I think that there's an explanation as to why that is. And I, yeah. I, you know, from the outside looking in or trying to look from, you know, let's talk government, right? Look, yeah. Looking from government, what their role is and what they were forced to have to deal with. I kind of get it to a certain yeah. degree because you have to take certain steps to be able to get to a place where you can go back to helping people resume life. Right. So, um, if, if we go to, so to talk about Fort Myers Beach a little bit, right? So these other places, yes, there was destruction. Yes, there was the flooding, but Fort Myers Beach really was the direct hit, right? And so when we were over there, and again, hopefully you'll be able to put up some videos or, or yeah. pictures that we have, the main road down there to get into Fort Myers Beach, it's one road straight, you know, into the bridge and over. That whole road was completely blocked off. There was nothing, you couldn't go down there if you wanted to, because it was covered with boats. It was covered with debris, fallen power lines, all this stuff. So from a um, you know, structure perspective, you have to restore structure to that road to be able to do anything down there, mm-hmm. right? So government, FEMA, law enforcement, I think their first priority became, we have to clear this road. We have to be able to get a pathway down into this area. And then we have to secure that road, yeah. right? And so that's what those first couple of days were really about. And that's why I think in those first couple of days, when we were branching off of that road, we were the first people that people saw down there because yeah. the resources were, you know, directed to take care of that road, make sure you are able to establish that road as something that's even safe to go down. Um, so I think the focus was that, and I, you know, I understand that because if yeah. you can't get down there, you can't help anybody. And I, I, I completely agree. Like going there, I was a little angry at like government and everybody, but after talking to some of like the cops and the first responders there, their like main thing was search and rescue. And which is crazy is I heard a couple stories about how they rescued some people that were still alive. There's a blind guy who somehow 
was found right. alive. A blind guy on the beach. His home completely destroyed. He was found alive. Like, and there was a couple other people they found unconscious under like structural like days after. So like I get now, you know, their priority was search and rescue. But I do think there was a lot of rumors being spread around, especially here in Boca. I heard like rumors like, hey, I heard we can't go. And I, heard, and I get why those rumors are being spread because this is very dangerous. Like we went there and it's very, very dangerous. So I... I yeah, get I why think, they don't I want think, mass people yeah, post, there. Post any event like this where you have massive destruction or, or you know, a collapse of structure in a society, I think that, you know, they obviously don't want people coming in that are going to not be helping or... But become, we saw that, yeah, though. Come, come in the, yeah, correct, <laughs> correct. But, you know, they want to minimize that as much yeah. as possible, right? If you're going to be going down to an area that's been affected like that, they don't really necessarily want someone that's coming, you know, for, uh, you know just to be able to take pictures and not really help and not not be able to uh, be part of the solution or worst case scenario, be something that ends up having to divert resources to help yeah. and rescue, right? Because it could have easily, you know, as you, as you were saying to everybody that tried to join us and go down there, <laughs> like this is not something that there's no law and order. There's no, no safety. There's, there's a no lot bathroom. Of, yeah. There's, there's a lot of things that could present dangerous situations, not just even from, you know, like looters or no law and order, but you've got downed power lines. You've got live electrical wires with that. You've got, you know, even just on a basic level, if you drive your car down there and you get a flat tire, now you're blocking a roadway that's already, you know, strained and we can't get resources down there anyway. You're contributing now to a problem that is affecting more people and you're going to have to require the diversion of resources to come save you when really those di- those resources need to be used to save the people that are that are down there or help them as much as possible. Yeah. So I think part of that is they don't want people to come down there and contribute to a problem that already exists. Also, um, you know, yeah, I could see where, where people are saying, you know, you're not allowed to come down there because of how law enforcement was trying to handle and regulate who was going in and out. Yeah. Um, but if you came down with the intention to help, I, I guess at and least people, our experience yeah. was, you know, if you were truly there to help and you could show that you were going to help and you had, you know, four trucks loaded with, <laughs> with supplies, they're not going to turn that away in a situation like yeah, this. Yeah, uh, they, I think after a couple of days, the cops kind of knew us already yeah. and I would get just like, hey, what's up? Um so, but I mean, shout out to the, all the first responders, all the people who have been helping, you know, the people on the front lines helping. I, I know they've, they've done a lot. I, I talked to one cop or sheriff, don't deputy. Um, and he was saying how he's been camping out every night there. So they're, they're doing massive hard work than what little SoFlo relief squad is doing. So I don't want to say we're the, we're the best. I mean, we, we are pretty cool, but I, I do want to like there's there's people in need. There's people who who really needed help, and I'm glad we were able to get down there. I will say, there were a lot of people taking photos, um, and I was like, it's not helping. They're just you know recording, and it, it's good to record and it's good to get footage so people know in the future when there's some sort of hurricane, it, uh, we, there there's got to be some better way, but. Uh, yeah, like I, th- th- a lot of people were getting in the way. I remember I was talking to residents and a lot of people put private property signs up because they're really sick of people recording. So um, the people who were getting, I don't, their TikToks worth out of it. Like I, it, it, that was really sad because these people needed help. They didn't need to be put on video. And a lot of people are like, 
Um, I, I had some haters on social media. They're like, why didn't you have photos or videos of you handing out stuff with people? And if you look on my thing, you don't see that because I'm not trying to exploit people on my Instagram or social media well, because also, these are people hurting. You know, be, having been down there, I mean, to your point, we were down there on the days we were down there. I mean, 12 hour days into yeah. the night. You, you know, That's not the first thing on my number mind. One, yeah, exactly. Number one, there's not cell phone service down there but number two is we weren't down there to take pictures we were down there to help and, yeah. we, and we were literally you know cleaning up yards passing out stuff um i've never done so much yard. shout out to the people who yard work for a living because like my arm was hurting so bad my shoulders were dead yeah, like, it was, for it three was days a, it was a physical day every day yeah. that we were down there was an extremely physical day so even you know take the fact that we weren't down there to take photos away. I mean, we didn't have the time or the energy to even really be doing that. I tried to as much as I could because I, just with the one comment, because I had posted something on um, TikTok, and I know I keep reverting back to this, but I posted something on TikTok, and it was just like, hey, you know, we need help. Like, for my, we need some more donations. Like, we need, if anyone, we need more man. We need more people out here, like helping, because um, now we know the way. Now we know how to get around. Now we know like the disclaimers to give out. And I had this guy. I just remember this one guy on TikTok. He was just like, you know, I don't want to help. Everyone's rich, and I was like, I, I at least want to be able to like, and consciously in my mind, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm helping people. I want to make sure I show people like, not everyone like going back to where we were saying earlier was is very wealthy or had that. Um, privilege to have like a hurricane resistant house or had that privilege to leave like you know there's a lot of things and a lot of people say like oh they should have evacuated but after listening to stories you realize why people stayed and some people are just some you know Florida people and yeah. you know they'll always stay through anything but there's some people who physically couldn't leave or it was or just financially too, it yeah. wasn't feasible you know that's one of the things uh, in Fort Myers Beach, I didn't realize because you see these places, especially, you know, these coastal areas, yeah. right? You think about Naples, you think about even over here, Fort Lauderdale, Boca, any of these places that are on, on the water, right? Typically that goes hand in hand with higher property values, um, higher general income for society. But I didn't realize in Fort Myers Beach, there is a, a lot, a lot of trailer park homes yeah, all in there. And even more so, a lot of those trailer park homes are, um, the people that live there are older, right? And maybe they've been there for years and years and years. I'm, I'm sure that is the case, but I didn't realize that because you don't see that from the main road when you're going down there. You see those those businesses or those nice houses, um, but you don't necessarily see all those trailer homes that are tucked away. So when we did when we did go down there and we did get off that main road and we do see these trailer park homes that are literally non-existent anymore. Uh, and you start to think about the people that were living there, right? These older people or people that may not have the same resources as the people living in the multi-million dollar house on the water across the street, right? Um, they they either one could not go because it wasn't financially feasible, or two, I mean, like you're saying, we we met a lot of older people that had oxygen tanks that had mm -hmm. you know different health conditions that really they were not able to be extremely mobile and able to. Um, leave beyond that. I mean, we just talk about the storm, right? The storm was projected to go three or four different places yeah. and right at the end took a hard turn. Yeah. Right. So it's, you can't predict a, you can't, I mean, you can predict the weather as much as you can, but you really can't control it. So well, a weatherman 
that's the only job you can consistently be wrong at and still have a job. So, you know, and, and I understand, I agree. I mean, I say that in jest, but yeah. you know, this, this storm, nobody knew where it was going. Right. And yeah. it took that hard turn. And so maybe, you know, there is an argument to be made that these people didn't think that it was going to hit them, how it hit them. And they didn't. Right. I mean, we actually talked to the people and it's one thing to make a quick snap judgment about someone, what you see on TV. And but when you actually go and talk to the people, they, they didn't have time. There was not a lot of time to be made when it took the hard turn. And one thing, and I don't want to be very dark on this podcast, but I will, I just, I think it's good for people to know. It's called Validated by Victoria. We're talking about all things valid. This is valid for people to know because this is stuff like this is breaking news, not only like here in Florida, but like nationwide, all over the world. People have heard about Hurricane Ian and the destruction. Um, uh, people got in their cars to leave when they, made that call about emergency yep. and, the, and they drowned in their cars on the way out because yep. the storm surge was 25 feet in Fort Myers beach. So, um, yeah, I, I would say, I, I, did you hear that somewhere? 25 feet? I, I think it was something like yeah, that. So I know for sure, just based on being down there and seeing things, it was at least 15 foot in the areas that we were at because, and you know, I guess we'll circle back to, we couldn't believe what we were seeing in Naples with the yeah. with the five foot storm surge. I mean, it it blew our mind. <laughs> blew our minds. Yeah, and then we get to Fort Myers Beach, and the destruction is just on another level there. And when we start talking to the the people that were there, the people who survived, initially we didn't realize what had happened, right? But then we start talking to them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I had to stand on my, um, you know, stand on my counter, stand on my oven." And the, the water was still coming up into my house and it was a foot and a half up my legs as I'm standing on top of these counters. And I'm thinking, oh, that's crazy. You know, it was five feet in Naples. Wow. It must've been like six or seven feet here. And they're like, no, I was on the second floor yeah. of my house standing on top of my counters and mm. the water was still a foot and a half up my, I'm like, this is insane. So you're, you're telling me it was at a minimum 14, 15 feet of storm surge. They're like, yeah, it was easily 14, 15 feet of storm surge coming in through there there. I mean, there was one gentleman that, uh, he was on, he was on the first floor of one of these apartment buildings and the water started pouring in. It was probably five or six feet into probably about five feet into his apartment. And he tried to get out and he couldn't open the door cause it was waterlogged and the pressure of the water on the other side. So he went to go bust out his window and he has hurricane proof windows. And this is a little old guy, you know, not a lot of strength with a hammer trying to break out a hurricane window it took him about five minutes still couldn't break it out the people from the apartment above him luckily the staircase like attached right in front of his window had to come down smash out the window and pull him out and his whole apartment all the way to the roof got filled up with water and it started going into the people above him i mean how many how many people found themselves in similar positions and similar scenarios that you, so don't, you don't even think that that is a reality of what could possibly happen no it's so scary and then Christy from Salty Sam's gave us all the tea about what happened because she was like live in her apartment watching it all happen and she gave us the photos. But um, she was telling me how the, an 80-year-old woman was swimming on right. to a roof. Like I, it's just crazy when you hear the firsthand accounts of people. And I, I'm hoping to have some people from the Salty Sam's crew on here because I know they're going to be fundraising um, are doing a GoFundMe to help build back the community there. So I definitely want to help them out as much as I can because now they're all my um, all my good friends <laughs> and I want to help them out. Once they rebuild, I told them, I was like, I'm going to go have a margarita there. Um, but it's just crazy hearing everyone's firsthand accounts of what happened and you kind of get the full picture when you actually go to somewhere. And it's kind of like, a, I would say it's a, uh, 
a metaphor for anything or it's a learning lesson, I guess you could say, because, you know, you get all these snap judgments about things you see on TV and events and everything from traumas to wars. I don't know. But once you actually go there and you talk to people there, you get the full story. And I I think it was amazing to actually hear. And then we're trying to share their stories too. And hopefully, like I said, we'll be able to get them on and actually hear it from, you know, the horse's mouth. But from now, for now, as they rebuild, you know, we just want to be able to relate their story and how crazy it was. And it's not so easy to evacuate when you only have a mere hours. And honestly, I, I understand some of the reasons and the people who did like bless them and the people who stayed and were alive, bless them. And the people who lost their lives during the storm, bless them as well. Like it's, you can't, you can predict the weather so much. You just can't control it. And, um, it's just crazy, crazy amount of devastation. But now after like we had gone there for a couple of days and then when we came back, um, there's more organizations helping. Just the thing is, I just want to like put out there to the world. There's a lot of people who still don't have cars. Like even there was some well-off people that I met and they're like, our car got destroyed and you have to like walk everywhere. There's, you can't call Uber. It's not like, Oh, I'm gonna get my phone. I mean, it's still barely any phone service. It's a lot better than, you know, three days, two days after the storm. But people, you know, making deliveries is kind of what we kind of became known for. We're like the Instacart of of the east side of Florida bringing stuff over um, to people who needed it because a lot of these people are walking around and, and there's contaminants in the dust. There, You know, there's sewage. The water's dirty. It's dirtier than the Hudson River. And you can only imagine, like, it's dirty. Yeah. So, um and people are like living, trying to still live in this destruction. And it's just so sad. Like I, I've just never seen anything like this and it's really good. Honestly, it's good for me to really realize how blessed I was. It didn't hit this side, but at the same time, I just, I know that I have a lot of blessings in my life and you have a lot of blessings. So giving back was just been a priority. It still has. And I'm still going to try to go once a week. I don't know. Like we're both working people. So it's hard. And people are like, still like we have a group message and it blows up, like bless those people. Cause we want to help people. And I love it. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't go every day anymore because I actually have yeah. to work. I got a job too. So, um, but as much as I can, I think we're, we're trying to figure out how to go this weekend, um, and help out. But I wanted to do this episode on this and bring Hayden in. And I also want to, because Hayden does property damage. I want him to give a little spiel about that. If you're listening, you're you're in Fort Myers and you're, you're like, I don't know what to do. I want Hayden to give like a spiel about that. Um, or if you got affected by the hurricane in any way and have property damage, because that Hayden was down there also helping people with that, um, which is crucial because you, you look at, you have your, you walk out, your home's destroyed. What do you do? Um, and Hayden was really, it was really beneficial to have you there because people had questions. I'm like, I don't know. Your girl just found out how to get health insurance the other day. So like, this is a whole new thing for me. So, um, getting, yeah, getting, like getting kicked off your parents' health insurance is the worst. Uh, it's the worst. And then like when I'm, I'm in the process of buying a new home, I had to call Hayden. I'm like, Hey, I need no closing attorney. <laughs> so like, I, I'm about to close soon too. So uh, I'm learning a lot of stuff about being a homeowner, but when you go down there, like, what was the questions people would ask about like property damage? Like, I mean, so to be honest with you, a lot of people weren't even thinking about that yeah. initially, right? There was a lot of a lot of just trying to pick everything get sustenance, yeah, like pick get, everything yeah. back up. Be obviously thankful that they're still here, especially when they look around, they see some of their neighbors who weren't as, you know, fortunate as them. Um, you know, so there was a lot of shock, I think, definitely first 
couple of days after the storm. But after that, you got to start taking the steps to be able to try to rebuild. You know, that's what we're trying to do over there yeah. with us personally is bring people things to get back on their feet. Um, you know, a lot of these homeowners need to be starting the, the same thing, starting the same process. There's going to be thousands and thousands of um, property damage claims, whether it's for the vehicles over there, like you mentioned, that are completely destroyed. And obviously, I think most of us have seen the big ones that you've talked about, you know, that have been circling the Internet, the, the McLarens, McLarens, the Rolls Royces, you know, all of these very nice vehicles. But it doesn't matter if you had a nice vehicle and, and you know, kind of going back a little bit. It doesn't matter if you had a nice vehicle. It doesn't matter if you had a, a, a junk box vehicle. It doesn't matter if you had a nice house or, or not a nice house. Everybody received, you know, destruction and it's emotional. It doesn't matter yeah. who you are, if you're the guy that's driving the Lambo, if you're the guy that's driving the Toyota Corolla. If you lose your vehicle or you lose the contents of your home, right, memories that have been there, um, things that can't be, there's things that can be replaced. Everything can be replaced, right? But there's certain things that have sentimental value that cannot just be replaced. Yeah. So people, you know, I've got a good buddy. I'm not going to say his name on this, on this podcast, just because I don't know that he would want me to put, <laughs> put it out there like that, but very good um, friend of mine, affluent guy. You know, I hit him up right after the storm. Hey man, just want to check in on you. Everything good. You guys need anything. And, you know, I could tell, and this is a, a guy who comes with the best emotions, you know, every interaction I've had with this guy, super, um, positive guy, but you could tell that there was this cloud over him and, you know, that he was being impacted by this. And, and I can only imagine I, you know, having not been in that situation, I can't, I can't even really actually imagine, you know, what he was going through, the emotions that you're going through where you lose, you know, so many things that you hold close to yourself. So it didn't really matter who was affected or, you know, every, or everybody who was affected was feeling, down and feeling I mean the they all went that through storm. that 15 foot storm yeah, surge they all saw the same thing it's insane um, so you know yeah, there was definitely there was definitely that shock immediately yeah. after and people weren't necessarily looking to, to make these claims right away but the reality is there's going to be thousands of uh vehicle property damage claims there's going to be thousands of uh home claims for for damage to the homes the number one thing to do, uh, in my opinion, is you know reach out to an attorney um, because a lot of these claims, insurance companies, and this doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're talking property damage, personal injury, um, you know, medical malpractice. It doesn't matter when you have an insurance company involved, even your own insurance company. An insurance company, at the end of the day, is a business, yeah. right? They want to not pay out any money. That's how they make money, right? If an insurance company is constantly paying out money and they're paying out more than they're bringing in. They're not going to be in business. And we've seen that. I mean, even just this year, there's been multiple property damage insurance companies that have gone out of business, right? So I foresee there's going to be more, especially from this, that are going to go out of business. I was reading a article this morning that maybe maybe it might not be as bad um, from the insurance company's perspective, but you know, we don't know. I, I foresee that there's going to uh, be there's more. There's so much damage. Yeah, there, I, I can't. I foresee that but there's, there's a lot of people who didn't out. have insurance. Right. Too. So now you start talking about different types of insurance and that's the other part of this, right? Insurance across the board, again, whether you're talking personal injury, property damage, anything that has to do with insurance, it's complicated, yeah. which is why, again, my number one piece of advice is contact an attorney immediately because these policies are written in certain ways that there's certain types of coverage that cover certain things, but don't cover other things, exclusionary clauses, you know, this and that, it doesn't really matter. But these, some of these homes that suffered this flood damage might not be covered under that homeowner's insurance policy, mm -hmm. right? So, 
you know, a lot of these people are going to think, oh, no, I've got insurance. It's going to be great. It's going to get covered. And the reality is that insurance is going to put up a fight. You know, they're not going to just pay out everything. And even if they do accept the claim and there is proper coverage, you know, they might undervalue the actual cost of the damage. They might undervalue, you know, the cost of repair. I mean, we're talking now in a time period with inflation and, uh, you know, supply chain issues, the costs of these building materials have gone up exponentially, right? So what it may have cost to replace this home or replace the damage or, you know, take care of the damage to these houses a couple years ago isn't the same as what it would cost now, yeah. right? So you've got all these different factors that are going into it. It gets very complicated very quickly. You don't want to say or do something that is going to allow the insurance company to deny your claim. So if there is anybody that does need help with a property damage claim, they could reach out. So that you means know, cars? Yeah, cars, homes. homes um, Motor they, homes, so that include? That, that becomes a little bit of an area, okay. and, and that's why it's sad, you know, that a lot of these places um, with those mobile homes, you know, yeah. might not be eligible for certain types of insurance or might not have the proper coverage to be able to um, replace or repair the damage that has occurred. I know we were talking to a guy down there that owned, I think it was like eight eight mobile homes and you know he didn't have he didn't have insurance on any of that and they're destroyed you know water damage wind damage uh he's in a little bit of a situation where he's going to have to try to figure out how does he get the funds to be able to do the repairs that he needs to do and you know in saying that too every single one of those mobile homes was still occupied the people are still living in those homes despite the damage, despite the water damage, despite the mold so sad. that is now happening. They've got nowhere else to go. So, you know, there's there's um, people who are being directly impacted aside from the owner of the properties. And, you know, this could, you know, roll downhill into I potential think it's safe health to say issues. always get help. I mean, help. Well, yeah, health insurance, but always get property insurance yeah, yeah. after that, because like I, I'm in the process of about to close in my home, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure I get hurricane or some sort of insurance after seeing everything. And, you know, hopefully more people do, but I think, no, I don't think I know it's best to contact. If you have any questions, you just contact her to contact Hayden. I mean, obviously Hayden's on the show cause he's been out like boots on the ground and I want to like commend him too. And I know he's not going to want to hype himself up, but he's like literally one of the only like personal injury attorneys, um, doing the property damage, everything. Like one of the only attorneys I've seen like really out there, really making a difference, really helping getting to know the people. Yeah, and um, if, you, if you don't mind, cause I don't, I want to take all the, the, um, the glory or anything like that. I've got a bunch of friends who are attorneys that I know have been out there. Um, there's, there's a lot to be done, right? There's a lot of different, you know, people that are helping. So I'll just name a few Avadia law. I know has been out there helping. They've have they have an office over there. They've been helping a lot. How was their office? Like how, I think the office fared well. It was, Mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know, down there right on the water or anything like that. It was inland a little bit, but you know, that's someone who I've constantly seen. Actually, one of the days I was driving out there, I passed one of their vehicles all wrapped up. Yeah. And so I, I like sent it, sent it to, uh, to a, it was like, Hey, you know, passing you guys, whatever. Um, so they were going out there. I know they were bringing generators. They're doing, you know, free food drives and, and supply drives at their office. Jeremy Dover, Victor and Demesman, uh, or Victor Demesman and Jeremy Dover of Demesman and Dover. They've been over there helping a lot. I know Jeremy's been over there himself with doing cleanup. Um, trying to think who, well, obviously Jordan, Jordan's an attorney. He doesn't, uh, practice, Sorry, practice Jordan. in this, in this area, but, uh, you know, he's an attorney. He was over there with us, obviously, yeah. you know, 
Um, guy comes from a, a construction background. He's he's you know not afraid to get dirty. So yeah, he was, he was out there, there getting, cutting cutting some wood oh, yeah, and everything. And yeah, I'm um, trying to think who else there. Oh, I mean, bunch of property property lawyers, right? So um, on Instagram, her name's Lawyer Britt, Premier Property Law. She's been over there. Sabrina Vishram has been over there. Um, okay, there's more than just you, but yeah, you know yeah. what? I've been around you, and you've he's been working his butt off. Well, so to, a, a good thing to talk about here is like you know with you with me. Um, obviously, your reach on social media is a lot yeah. bigger than mine. But one of the cool things and, and what I really value in the area that I'm at in life right now is I've been able to I think surround myself with a lot of people who are genuine people who are really there to do good and help and are not just looking for. You know, the, another clout chase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you know, I know when you posted stuff on your social media, or even you know, to a lesser degree, when I posted stuff on my social media, to be able to see people that I am friends with and have relationships with be so willing to donate, you know, whether it was their time, you know, goods money, that they yeah. dropped off, money. Yes, that to me was very good, and I felt very good about the people that I have in my network that they were willing to, you know, not just say, you know, hey, I feel so bad about what's going on there. Oh, hey, you, you're doing such a great job, but actually step up to the plate and do something to help and contribute, right? So same thing goes with these attorneys that I'm talking about, right? There's a bunch of people and attorneys, as everybody knows, <laughs> might not have the best reputation yeah. in society based on, you know, a bunch of different things. But I think the people down here that, you know, I associate with, um, that I look up to these people that I go to, uh, you know, for advice, it's good to see, or even, you know, these people that I look up to and, and hope to emulate from a career perspective, right? It's good to see that they're actually out there helping and not just trying to take advantage of these people or trying yeah. to do it because they're doing the publicity stunt. There was a lot of people that were out there that I know from a professional perspective that didn't post anything. Yeah, right? there's a lot of people out there that that were really just trying to get the resources to the people, or you know, like Jeremy Dover getting out there and really doing the cleanup himself. Yeah. You know, so it's, it uh, it's was not all about posting, and I, you know, and I, I, you didn't really post much. People took photos of you. We just tagged you, um, but yeah, there's some people out there not posting that, and that's good. I mean, people who post don't post as long as you're helping, in my opinion, that's all that matters. Right. And to be clear, I don't care if people post or they yeah. don't post as long as you're not like just trying to do a media thing. And at the but there were the some people down there, there course. were some people trying to do media things. And, yeah, I, and I, we've seen that. Yeah. There, I mean, look, some of it, and I guess I'm to, to a point in life where I try to see the good in, in everything that's going on. So, you know, that's if nice. I had to justify it, you know, there's, there's a lot like we've talked about that people may not have seen or may not have realized, right? Yeah. So sometimes getting that exposure, especially in today's day and age where we're, we, everybody has yeah. you know, a, a cell phone that can upload directly to the internet, being able to show that destruction immediately might trigger something in people, you know, in other parts of the country or world that did not realize how bad the effect and was. And that's why and I didn't want to get yeah. them to to jump into action. So, and that's why I didn't want to hate so much on the people who were driving around taking photos. Some were very aggressive, like taking photos, and that's where you draw the line. There's a line to everything. There's an extreme to everything. But right. the people take like it's good for people to see the not McLaren, maybe the not so fortunate people maybe even the things that lost lives. I mean, I saw dead animals, dead. I mean, there's, there was a lot of death. Um, so it, it's good for people to realize like this was, this was bad because even me going in, I didn't really think it was going to be that bad. And it, it was 
Oh, a nightmare. It was a nightmare. So I, I really do it. I do think it is important to get the photos and like help people understand because pe- there, there's a lot of people. I feel like a multitude of people are visual learners. So like if they see it, they're like, oh my God. And I think that also helped because a lot of people were like, I when I could think of it, I'm like, oh crap, I should take a photo. Uh, and I would post it. People were like, wow, I, I didn't realize there was so much devastation. Yep. I didn't realize there was so much. Well, a, a picture is worth a thousand yeah. words, right? So sometimes you could hear that something is happening. You could hear, you know, how how the extent of devastation, and this goes across the board to a bunch of different scenarios. But sometimes when you see it, it really brings it home, and you're like, okay, wow, that is crazy. I did not think it was to that level. Even though you heard about it, you might not really understand fully what's going on until you see it. So, and, and to be like punny and <laughs> tied into my podcast it brings validation to uh, what you're saying. So, like, it's, it's backing up your word. Like, yeah, this is bad. Here's the photo. Here's the video. Yeah. And, um, and I know the some, little bit some I of did. what we were doing too is, you know, we I think our group was very conscious of the fact that people were donating supplies, donating you know money, resources to us. Um, and I think part of what we wanted to ensure was that those people knew what they were donating <laughs> yeah. was actually going to We weren't going to Chanel or Louis Vuitton. Yeah, we were right. actually, the amount of Target runs I made was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> There's no Target here. Like, I'm pretty sure hates me because I, I had like 10 cartloads and we were trying to fill it up. And then we had to sit there for like two hours and I had to find another car. It was ridiculous, but I mean, we got those supplies to the people. We're still helping. Um, a lot of people think, you know, you do all this work and then you you just leave them off. But to me, this is going to be for a rest of the year effort and well, at least for my myself yeah. so personally. So you said this is going to come out in a, in a week or two or something um, like This will be out. So today is, <laughs> I don't even remember. So this will be, this will be out in a couple of days. So if you're listening, we filmed this on Friday on um, October, 14th. October 14th. So, so this will be out on the 18th. Yeah, one of the things that I think is good about this, you know, specifically is that it's easy for us to be aware of what happened, you know, contemporaneous to when it happened, right? Yeah. So obviously when the hurricane came through for the next couple of days, everybody's talking about the hurricane. The news, all it's talking about is the hurricane. Yeah. Now it's not really talking about it, mm-hmm. right? And it's going to continue to trickle off. But guess what? The devastation is still going to be there. The yeah. people who still don't have anything are still going to be there with nothing, right? Yeah. So it's going to be a continued relief effort. And it's something I know we're not going to forget about and we're going to continue to help with. But things like this and constantly bringing it back into, you know, the public forum and the public, bring it back to light to be like, hey, this is still an issue over there. And it's going to be an issue over there for a long time yeah. to come, not just for the businesses. It's going to take mean, a while. All those businesses are not operating, unable to operate. You know, the incomes that were derived from those businesses are gone, right? Yeah. Not to mention the houses that these people were living I in. I mean, I met gone. one lady, she was still trying to find her house. She's like, it floated away. I don't know where it is. Right. Like she's like, I still haven't found it yet. And I know there's first responders looking for homes too. I mean, there is so much devastation and we're going to keep sharing it. Um, we're going to keep going. So if you want to like follow along, look up Hurricane Relief Squad on Instagram. We had to make a separate Instagram because the amount of outpour, uh, outpouring of support, outpouring of donations, it was like overwhelming to everybody's individual personal Instagrams. But we wanted to keep redirect people to something that they can understand. So that's why we have the Hurricane Relief Squad Instagram. You can go on my website at victoriavesh.com slash relief squad and then learn about kind of like why I went there and like how everything was formed um, and how you can sign up if you want to help us because we'll still be going out. It was cool too seeing, you know, everybody coming together. Obviously this is, this was us and our group doing this, but there was groups throughout the state that were coming together to help. I know there's one 
based, I think, over there in Fort Myers on Instagram called Rebuild Southwest Florida. I think it's yeah. Rebuild SWSL. There's a bunch of great local I mean, groups. I we, mean, we met people. One of the coolest things for me was, you know, being over there and seeing the people. Because, you know, we'd be riding around in our little convoy of vehicles <laughs> and, uh, and we'd come across another convoy of vehicles that are doing the same exact thing. And we'd stop, we'd talk to each other, right? And we'd be like, okay, where are you from? And, yeah. you know, one of the groups that we met was from Miami and it's a bunch of, you know, Hispanic guys all in their decked out trucks oh gosh, rolling yes, around. Alex, I remember them. Alex, Alex aggressive there. Alex ice guy, but he's an angel. No, he mean, is such an it. angel. Crushing he's it. like delivering so many goods. I, this is not like a, Oh, like we're the best out there. Every, just everyone needs to help. They need so much help. Yeah, like no, you don't point, understand. My like, point in saying that is like, if there's people who are watching this or who watch this and they want to get involved, if they can't get involved with us, maybe they're located in Tampa, Sarasota, yeah. Orlando, a different part of the state, but they want to be um, involved, you could get a group of your friends together, understand you know, the risks, make make sure that you guys have contingency plans for everything, go there with safety, you know, number one, because again, you don't want to yeah, be part of the don't problem. Don't be part of the problem. Exactly. But you could get a group of your couple friends together, load up the trucks, or even if you don't have anything to bring over, Go over there and just help with cleanup. I guarantee you, you go to some of these older people's houses and you tell them, hey, I got six guys here that we just want to clean up your your yard for free. They're going to love that you're doing that. Yeah. Right? So I, I don't think it, it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to be with any. You just go out and help. Right. But you understand the risk because like I really want to be reiterate that because I almost stepped on an electrical wire while I was there because I'm just crazy. But the, understand the risk, but like you, you can go out there and help yourself. All you got to do is talk to people. I think we miss that human aspect because we're so in, like indelved in like our phones and everything that we miss that human aspect just to talk to people because and, and a lot of people, they just want to talk to people. Some of these people want to tell you their story, kind of get their trauma out. So um, if you can't hang with us, like you can find another organization or just get a group of your friends and go with yourself. You're talking about how there's a lot of people who've been doing good work out there, haven't been posting. Um, but there's, you know, in my world, my influencer world, there's some people who haven't even said anything and I know they have the following and this is my shout out like if you have the following like you have post something on your Instagram if you live here in Florida like let's be let's love on our neighbors and like on the other side and like post something and like let's have some more help because it's going to take a team it'd be cool too and I know I think we had um and I apologize in advance. Yeah. I, th I think Miss Florida. Yeah. Oh, and I do. I, thank you for saying that because I do want to give a shout out. I think Miss Florida USA, um, Taylor Fulford, amazing girl. She had just competed at Miss USA. And despite all the drama that's going on with there, she was like, I was like, she messaged me. She's like, I was devastated. I, I was so saddened by the while I was competing that I wanted to make sure I came back and helped her state. So I want to give a shout out. There is some amazing, amazing people. Miss Florida USA, Allison, who I'll well, definitely have on the cool pod again. Like you think about this, like some, some people have different strengths, right? Yeah. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about Allison. Let's talk about Miss Florida. My strength guys, ain't picking up a, a piece of wood. Right. But you guys have, you know, a major following, right? So yeah. talking about getting, just getting the word out there of what yeah. is going on over there to be able to hopefully get other people involved. It's cool. You know, obviously, of course, what you're saying, you know, for her to come, uh, Miss Florida to come from immediately competing in uh, Miss USA, right? To go immediately from that come down to that devastation and destruction be helping and she was helping right yeah she, she, she was she was getting her she's getting dirty yeah she wasn't she was she was helping so but to be able to come immediately to that and be able to just put the word out there right and all her followers to see that i'm sure 
um, triggered some of those people to get involved. Yeah. And, and that's cool. If we could get more people to be able to, sit, you know, show what is going on, that's cool. Obviously, we need people to actually come and work and yeah. help bring supplies. But even now, you know, we're to a point almost like day six we were on, people were, you know, it's kind of funny to see how everything kind of yeah. progresses. Day six, people didn't want water anymore. They wanted like, hot food. Uh, well, or beer. Or, or beer. Or, they, <laughs> literally, people were saying, give us anything but water. Right? Yeah. We've been drinking water for There's six cases days. of water everywhere there. Yeah, six days now. So it's interesting to see just how the needs kind of uh, evolve, uh-huh. right? So now we're But to there's going to be a need of course, still. Of course. But, you know, now we're also to a point where a lot of these people have lost everything. I mean, one of the things that comes to mind is that there was a teacher from a high school, local high school over there mm-hmm. that lost everything, lost her house, didn't have the funds to be able to secure new housing. Right. So what did we do? We collectively, you know, we're posting her Venmo account, trying to get people to donate directly to her financially to be able to get her what she needs, which is housing. Right. So there's going to be different needs as we continue to go on. One of those is going to be money, uh, unfortunately. Right. That's just how it is. So um, the exposure that this brings to the area and maybe directly to certain people, you know, by way of you guys that have a big following, I'm sure can help from a financial perspective in, in letting people know, you know, Hey, these people need help financially. You donate a dollar, you donate $5. It's going to help when we aggregate, you know, that total effort. So I I just think if, if you can't physically be there to help donate somehow, find a good organization that you believe in, trust in donate. Um, We'll be posting more stuff on how to help on in our direction from our tips that we get. If you know anyone who needs help, in Fort Myers or in that area, um, definitely send it to us. Let us know. You can message me on Instagram, message Hayden on Instagram. I'll share his in- Instagram um, in the description. So um, go follow him as well. And uh, or go to Hurricane Relief Squad, figure out what's kind of going on, what's kind of popping. We're gonna, about to go back again this weekend. Um, and like you said, each time the needs evolve, the needs change. Some people get more help. Now, the people that we've been seeing, I feel like they're getting more help now than they were in the beginning. And now there's some people who are, um, neglected. It's just, it needs a team effort. It needs everyone. And, you know, especially that we live here in Florida, we want to make sure, you know, our neighbors are doing good. And not only that, like, you know, there's going to be a time where a hurricane strikes this side and we're going to need help. And, um, you just kind of (laughs) remember Part of it Everything. too. There, there's definitely something to be said. I mean, we are here in Florida. There is yeah. obviously, you know, that that risk of hurricane. Well, there's also the you know portrayal of the Florida man, right? Oh, there was a bunch of Florida men. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna have to get him on my podcast, Captain Joe. I I talk about him all the time on our thing. He's like one of the crazy Florida men who like rode out the storm on a sailboat. Well, there was yeah. I mean, that's a crazy story. <laughs> but there, you know, across the board, we would go to these places and you'd see these these old, tough looking men, and we'd roll up and they're standing in front of a pile of sticks. Literally, nothing, so nothing's sad. behind them, right? They're, but that's their house, and we'd be like, hey you need anything? We've got a bunch of trucks full of stuff, like anything we could do for you guys. You will help clean up anything like that. No, we're good. We're good. We don't need help. Um, it definitely, there's something to be said about these people over there. These, you know, um, I, I think it's probably throughout the country, but especially to see it in these hard hit places where there is clear destruction, where there is, you know, we're looking at the situation where like, you're not okay, but they're trying to keep the, the, uh, morale high, right. Keep the head held high. Don't want to necessarily receive help. You know, it's, it's good to be able to go over there. And there was a lot of people, you know, that would tell us initially, no, we don't need anything. And then we, we kind of just, 
refuse them saying no and would help and yeah we would give them stuff anyways because we knew they needed help they're like standing in front of like a pretty much non-existent home but i'm so glad you came on this podcast today i know guys this has been like a little bit different we it's not like the light-hearted subject you know sometimes we do talk about trauma like with Brittany, we talk about heart transplant brain brain tumor we talk about some deep issues and i know this was just a completely deep episode but i think it just needs to be said that there was destruction almost at our doorstep but it hit the other side and, and these think, people still need help. I think we should end on the note though, that, you know, this isn't the end. The people no. that are, the people that are there, the people that are hit, like I'm saying, you know, they're, they've got their strong willed people yeah. telling us they don't need help. They're good. They're fine. You know, every single time we went out there, there was a, you know, a feel good story, right? We see American flags flying yeah. everywhere over there. And I'll send you a picture or video yeah. of some of that. Um, you know, these people, I mean, even aside from the people there, the the response, um, you know, we saw thousands and thousands of trucks of linemen, yeah. um, you know, people coming throughout the country. There was guys coming throughout the country um, to come to come help um, people like us coming to help. So it's good and comforting to know that there There's are people, people from other states helping yeah, people so. that are willing to get off you know, their butt and get over there and help when yeah. when there's a need. So, yeah. And it, I, it, they restored faith and humanity a little bit, seeing a bunch of people down there and then seeing a bunch of my friends who right. wanted to help. I'm like, wow, you're an amazing person. Like something I never knew about you. I, you know, found out like how you wanted to help other people and like how you got out there and cutting trees and <laughs> doing big things. So, and it's good to see like uh, influencer friends who help too. And, and I'm like, now I know who I admire. Now who, I know who I trust too in my little circle, because these are some actually good people doing some great things. I've made some new friends out of it, sure. met some friends at the gym who are going to come help this weekend. So like, um, we got a big, a good group going. There's a other amazing groups, not just like the toot our own horn, but we just came on here to share our experience, share our firsthand accounts. Hopefully I'll have some more people on, um, who actually braved the storm. I really want to get captain Joe. I'm going to give him a shout after this and get him on and talk about his little sailboat experience. I think now he's braving down to the keys or the Bahamas now to go sell away. But, um, yeah, I, I want you guys to know, like, this is kind of holding accountability for myself airing this podcast that we're going to continue to help the people of Southwest Florida. If you want to check us out, Hurricane Relief Squad, Rebuild Southwest Florida has a has a great squad go, that yep. goes down there. Um, you can contact us on Instagram. If you have any personal injury claims, property claims from the storm, or just in general, or you get you got in an accident, there's probably someone who just got an accident outside. No offense, Hayden, if you want to throw your card because this is Florida and people don't know how to drive. Um, contact Hayden. Hayden, give give all the information how to get to you. Again, it's Hayden Worcester. Uh, name of the law firm is Worcester Halpern. You can reach us at WorcesterHalpern.com. That's W-O-O-S-T-E-R-H-A-L-P-E-R-N.com. Call us 1-844-474-4897, or you could text me 24-7-407-516-7833. I can text you 24-7. I'm not going to answer 24-7. <laughs> I was about to say, oh my gosh. Well, you know, that person, there's somebody out there who just got an accent. I feel right. it. I feel it. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want to help, contact us and we'll catch you for the next episode.